Thank you very much. And the Lord bless each one of you. While we remain standing just a moment, let's speak to this great one that we're adoring so this afternoon, our Lord Jesus. Our Heavenly Father, we are bowing our hearts to you and our heads that we might express to you in this simple way of the way of communicating through prayer that we are grateful for all that our ears have heard and our eyes has beheld of your presence with your church in this last day of these great signs of his coming and may it be a rejoicing time for thy church for it is said when these things begin to come to pass and lift up our heads redemption is drawing nigh and we pray that that will be our attitude And we are grateful for what you have done for us. And the effects of your presence has left upon the people. And may it always be there. May they always love you, Jesus, with all their heart. Someday I, your servant, will have to go. But if you should take me before I have a chance to get back again, let them know that you're the immortal God that cannot die. And you will be with them forever. And if it would so please you in another time for your servant to return to minister with your servants, I pray that you will grant that to us. Bless every minister. God, we pray that every man of God will be freshly anointed with the Holy Ghost. And as our brother has expressed, that young man will rise up and get anointed with the Spirit. The spirit of love, the spirit of fellowship, the spirit of power, that they might help to take this gospel into all the world. For Lord, we realize that today the cause is needing. It's later than we think. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that you will bless their churches here. And may they be an old-fashioned revival, break out here in Chicago. Amen. And may the Holy Spirit come down and cause this to happen. I pray for the Christian businessman's chapter, that you will bless them. And may they be instruments in getting many men into the fellowship of Christ. Grant it, Lord. All of them. Thank you for this auditorium and for those who let us have it. We are grateful, Lord, to be in a free country yet where we can still worship God according to the dictates of our own conscience. We are grateful for men who still believe the message, and women, boys and girls. Bless these uh, engineers, custodians of the building, Father. We pray that you will be with them. And everybody in divine presence, thank you, Father, for the gifts of your people that has helped to carry this meeting on. Every one, Lord, I pray that you will bless them. I thank you for the love offering that your children gave me through your direction. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that it will return to them a hundredfold. And in glory where our treasures, true treasures, is laid up, may they receive a bountiful blessings from it. Help us now and sanctify the word as I commit myself to it and to the Spirit. 
that we might go from here this afternoon like those coming from Emmaus, saying, Did not our hearts burn within us as he talked to us along the road? For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much for your kind attendance, for all that you have done and said, and for all that you have given in your cooperation. I want to thank this fine group of brethren back there this afternoon for this great ministerial representation, brothers of like precious faith who stands for the same gospel that we're preaching. May God enrich your ministries wherever you are and give newborn babes every time you preach. May great signs of Pentecost awaken in your church and great marvelous things be done by Christ. May this chapter never die. We know the church won't. And I pray that the chapter won't. We'll fellowship with the church until the time comes. God be with them. And to all you dear people, you sent me little gifts. The brother sent me a big bunch of cookies and also many things and gifts that people has given Billy and them this week to go into the offering of God and so forth. And the love offerings, you remember what they are. They are offerings that goes for foreign missions. And then what I can't use just for... What I have to have for myself and children, the rest of it goes to foreign mission to help carry the gospel just as soon as I'm free. And I know that's right away. See, I just know it. And to those who cannot even afford something to eat in the foreign fields, we never ask them for a pity. We just go in, sponsor everything with the money that you give me because I know I'm going to have to answer for it. And I want to be sure that it goes the right way. So I'm the one that has to answer as a steward of God's money. And I trust that the Almighty will bless you exceedingly abundantly. And now, may His grace rest upon you. And remember, anytime you'd like to drop me a little card, just Jeffersonville, Indiana, if you want to, Post Office Box 325. We're not trying to get your address because I think my secretary is here today of the church and Brother Jim McGuire and I know we have a hard time getting help to answer the letters, but we're just only interested in trying to help you on little clause that we can send to you a question. Now, if there's any question of doctrine, don't ask me. I'd really, you'd ask the pastor, you see, because it's, uh, it, it, that's his duty. If he's carried you safely this far with God, he'll take you the rest of the way through. So you, and so you just ask your pastor doctrine because I don't like to answer those questions because there may be every one of us up here. We might disagree each one with the other. There's none, no two of our thumbs alike, they say. No two of our noses. I guess you're happy about that, brother. Got a nose like mine. And um, so uh, uh, there's, we might uh, disagree upon eating. One might like apple pie when I certainly appreciate that big hot cherry pie was just sent me a while ago. Just wait till I get started down the road. <laughs> and so uh, I really love it. I'll have a gastronomical jubilee out of that. Lord willing. <laughs> so um, I'm hungry anyhow. And doing the meetings, I don't eat but about once a day and sometimes twice. A little light breakfast and then about middle of the day uh, something light and then wait till the next morning. Again, sometimes none at all. Last meeting I had, I believe it was uh, these little vanilla wafers and, and some kind of a pulverized milk. Uh, through the whole meeting so I could be at my best young students was sitting there and I wanted to be just right so if the Holy Spirit spoke and he did that's right and just eat what I could hardly 
And remember, friends, I've been constantly in the field since Christmas. Just constantly going till I'm really tired, really tired this afternoon. And it'll be quite a while before I get some rest. I got a few days coming. I'm going right out now for a few, uh, three or four days rest. But anyone knows that you can't rest in three or four days. You got to take a complete rest and build up again. And see, you see just right here what is right here happening here. While through the day in those interviews, there's many, many, many times more. And here you just see some, the Holy Spirit call somebody and say something and about them like that. But in them private interviews, there are people who are Christians maybe, and, but they, they got something in life that they just simply can't, um, they can't get it moved out. They don't know which way to go. And they've got to have a word from God. And I wish I could say, come on down on one, but Randy's about, I think my secretary out there says he's 600 and something waiting from all over the world. See, and so it's, but we'll be glad to put your name on the list and just as we can get to them. And uh, someone, you know, the Bible says certain things, but if there's things tied in life, like the commandments had the Ten Commandments, but then God had a seer that when something come that wasn't wrote on the commandments, then God's word was with the prophet that revealed it what it was to be. And God don't change. He still has the same avenues there. If we just open them up, that's all. That's what we need today is the opening up of the avenues, as I said the other night about keep digging. Dig out all the clogs. We still got the, the channels are here. And they're all opened up at Calvary. And, and they was opened up in the wilderness. And they'll be open today if we'll just get the stuff out of the way all over unbelief and believe that God still is God. And... Um, if you'd like for me to pray over a cloth and send it to you, I'll be glad to do that. I see each night and day they have uh, uh, cloths laying up here. We send them out by the thousands around the world. And they can do more than we can. The only thing, it's just a contact to the people. Many great things happen. They're free. Nothing we have of our own that we sell. We got some books here they sell, but they don't belong to us. They belong to Mr. Statscliffe and Mr. Lindsay and different ones that we buy them from them at 40 cents less, 40%, then we have to pay so much a week for boys to sell them and so much for carrying them, so much for freight. You just don't break even on them. That's all. The meeting has to help hold that up. And then I've always said that if there's anyone comes by to Leo and Jean and them is selling their books and they're paid agents by the church to sell the books. If somebody comes by, mother, dad or somebody and they say, I'd like to have one, but I just haven't got a penny. I just give it to them anyhow. Let them have it. After all, it's we're trying to get the Word of God out. Somewhere, some part of the offering or something will catch up for it. And what we have left, and we invest it again in some more books that someone else prints. And we buy them from them. I do not own them. They're from someone else. So I appreciate all, and my, certainly my fellow ministers, Brother David Duplessis and uh, Brother Jose and... Many of the great ministers here in Chicago that have had the privilege of meeting. May the Lord's richest blessings be upon you, his servants, and upon you, his people. Now, uh, I have to be a little quick this afternoon because we won't have time. And I, I certainly respect you people coming out here in the, uh, uh, the sheep of these shepherds here that God has given them by the Holy Ghost overseership. And we're going to try to let out early enough so he can go home and go to church tonight. And that, I think, was the Christian businessman's principles. We've adopted that a long ago. If it's not the churches, 
Now, even when all the churches are in cooperation, we still prefer the Sunday afternoon so people... I think every person ought to attend your church. I think that's your place, your post of duty. Now, this afternoon, I would like to read. I've got some texts wrote out here and some scriptures and little references and so forth. I'd like for you, if it's your keeping record of these things, and if you'll give me your undivided attention just for as quick as the Holy Spirit will let me stop, uh, turn with me to Isaiah the seventh chapter and the fourteenth verse. I wish to read for a for a scripture reading. Therefore the Lord Himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. And I want to speak this afternoon upon the subject of the super sign. If I could call it a subject or a text, super sign. Uh, this is a day of, of super. Everything has to be super. Or if, you haven't, if it isn't a super product, it won't sell. And we remember that because that human beings, God knowing their nature and something in man, that no matter how far he has fallen, yet in design he is a son of God. Designly. God designed him in his own fashion. And we look down sometimes upon our pretty home. Many times I go down into Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and those people down there take better care of their backyard and, and cutting their grass than I do my, what hair I got left. Feather age, some man just keeping every little blade of grass out of the way. Beautiful structures with, with mammoth paintings that probably cost thousands of dollars. The palm trees with a line of neon lights around it and floodlights at nighttime to reflect glows of rainbow and beautiful lights with yachts in the backyard coming up through a canal from the main uh, peninsula of water coming in. And I stop and think that about 300 years ago that was a swamp of primitive alligators, crocodiles, swamps. Man go in there with machinery and, and dig out all the uh, foul bushes and so forth and, and take big blowers and blow this sand up and put foundations down and build homes and make grossways and so forth, build beautiful structures. What does that? Because inside of him, he is an amateur creator. He cannot create, but he can take something that already has been created and almost make another creation out of it. His intelligence, his intellects. Now we see the difference. An animal never changes his haunt. The fox still lives like he did thousands of years ago. The bird still builds the same kind of a nest. 
And the fish still spawns in the sand. The monkey still lives in the tree. And we find animal life just primitive. But man is in the image of God, so he keeps building up. So today we've come to a place to its everything that we speak of that's got any sale value is super. We go to the supermarket. The little corner stores run out of business. The supermarket. It's got to be super duper. Something big. You buy stamps and pay a nickel apiece for them. <laughs> Trading stamps. Don't you think they're give to you because they're not. You pay for them dearly. But it's the eyes of the public has to catch it. Television, newspapers. Recently I was listening to a radio broadcast that said, Don't be old-fashioned. Use the new detergents. No wash, no wipe. Dip the water, dish through it. It's perfectly clean. And all you have to do is just, uh, well, just dip in the water and throw it up in the rack. It's all right. Oh, don't be old-fashioned. That commercial went off and another come on. And it said, don't burn your pretty hands with these new detergents. Use a certain, uh, another kind of old-fashioned oxidile. Said, because, look how grandmother's hands look. Look how mother's hands look. They use soap suds. Not burn them, your hands up with this new uh, detergents they got. And Colgate Palmolive Pete puts out both articles. <laughs> Made right there in Jeffersonville. See, the people likes to be fooled. And the devil's got them in that condition so that when something real comes along, they still think they're fooled. They that wait upon the Lord. They that know God shall do exploits. But we're in a super, super sales. Super, 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 super everything. Super cars. Super jets. Oh, super jets. Super speed. Everything's a super. Super race. Oh, everyone wants to be a super race. Hitler just told the Germans that they were super people. Found out they wasn't. Super, super. Everything is super. And now, all of it mounts up to sense if you'll just stop and study. Because it is some creatures that God created. And they're in that super idea. It has to be super. So all these things mean one thing. It's a sign. It's a sign of super darkness coming. Super darkness. They have Adam begin it in the Garden of Eden. He wanted a super religion. And everything is super, super. And it only means that we're going out into darkness with these super things because we got a super gun that'll shoot a super cell, that'll blow up a super space. And all. Everything is a super shoot, kill. Oh, man has always tried to achieve something super by himself. He never wants to take God's way about it. He wants to achieve something himself. Adam had a super religion. He had a religion that he made himself trying to have a super religion without an atonement for sin. 
Man's got the same thing trying to do it today. Have a religion without an atonement. You got to have an atonement. When atonement touches you, you're cleansed from sin and unbelief. But Adam wanted a, a, a something super, something he done himself. He wanted to achieve something. That's in man. Adam showed it when he made himself the fig leaves, aprons to put on. We found out he wanted that super, something that he wanted to do himself. A little later on in Genesis, we find a man by the name of Nimrod. He wanted to build a super tower. He wanted to build something that he could leave to the world. You see what I achieved. Something that I have done. Now, you people go ahead and live any way you want to. And if God ever takes a notion to destroy us, we'll just run right up this tower and we'll be plumb free from all the flood. Live as you want to. That's the way man tries to do today with his super religion. Live the way you want to. We got a holy man that's praying for you. The priest, the bishop, or somebody. Just go ahead. We got superstructions. We got big churches and big organizations. Just go ahead. As long as you belong to it, it's all right. You're going to find out that it'll fall like every man's achievement. Got to. Then after that come a man by the name of Nebuchadnezzar who thought he could build a super city. Something to achieve himself. One day he walked out and he said, You see what I have done? And God changed his heart to the heart of a beast. He got the best scientists that the world had. Like Nimrod did to build the tower. And Nebuchadnezzar got the best scientists the best army, the best mechanism that was to be gotten. He put it all on the inside of a great super wall that even they say they could run chariot races across that wall. And uh, he got everything in there. What did they do as soon as he got in there? Live any way you want to. No other nation can bother us. Nobody on the outside can get in. We got the world conquered. What happened one night? Remember, God can see from above. Amen. And when they were having a television show, they wanted to crack some jokes about religion. And they went and got the holy vessels of God and began to make fun of them by drinking wine out of them. And there come an unknown tongues writing on the wall. And all other super race didn't know what it meant. But they had one man among them who could interpret unknown tongues. Daniel. And remember, that's the way the, the Gentile church came in, and that's the same way it goes out. And in this great feast of Balthasar, God came down and had the Chaldeans and the, to dig around the place and drain out the water and come under the gate. The super city mounted to nothing. So it lays in ruins today. Our own beloved big country here, as we came from England, which was called the Queen of the Sea in the day, and she still calls herself Queen of the Sea. We wanted to beat them, so we built us a super ship. We achieved something to build a great ship that our scientists and our great intelligence said it could not sink. God, with His mighty hand, showed that no matter what 
man can achieve is gone to the dust. The Titanic sunk like all other man achievements. Our super ship didn't do one bit of good. Made a voyage or so in. Then she struck an iceberg and went to the bottom of the sea. France tried to build the Siegfried Line. Germany, the Maginot Line. At the First World War, then France still wanted their women wine in the big times. And they built the line and faced all their guns towards Germany. Come on now, let's eat, drink, and be merry. Everything's just fine. What happened? Germany marched right around behind it. They forgot how to left the place to turn their guns, and Germany crashed it down. Germany later built the Maginot Line. The American blockbuster tore it to pieces. So you see, everything that man tries to hide himself behind with his own achievement, he is bound to lose. Yes. I wish I had enough education to place this the way that I, I, I know it is. I hope what I like in education, the Holy Spirit will reveal by His being. That you can see any man-made thing has to crumble. And man is constantly by his nature trying to achieve something he can leave for a memorial of something he did. The church has tried to achieve something. They've tried to achieve an organization by man-made theories, by education, by man-made theology, achieve every person working for their organization. What has happened to it? And the whole thing, where is God? Every church and every church wants their pastor to be a Ph.D. LLD, which is all right. As long as you've got that plus God. But when you go off on these tantrums to try to build something yourself, to show that your organization is smarter, a better dressed crowd, higher ethics, the mayor of the city comes to your church, you're on sinking sand. Don't you forget that, Chicago. If I never speak again to you, you remember that. Those things has to sink and give away. The Baptist thinks they'll be a lemon organization. The Methodists the same way. Catholic the same way. Presbyterians the same way. Nazarenes, Pentecostal, Pilgrim Holiness, all of it. Some man-made achievement. But it's just as sure to sink as Nimrod's tower did and Nebuchadnezzar's city did. Like America's Titanic went so will they go down. Have to. Every man-made achievement. Where is the Titanic today? In the bottom of the sea. Where is Nimrod's tower? She's fallen to the earth. Where is Nebuchadnezzar's immortal city? It's sunk. Where is Francis Siegfried Line? She's blown to pieces. Where is Germany's Magnot Line? She's burst into pieces. Where is the denominational church? Dead. What is it? All of it is a historical memory. 
All that's left of the Siegfried line is a history. All that's left of the Maginot line is history. All that's left of the towers is history. And all the churches got today is a history. What Moody said, what Sankey said, what Finney said, what Smith said, what so-and-so said, it's a history. But God still lives just the same and He always will live. It's a history. We begin in 1909. We begin way back in Luther's time. We begin in, oh my, God never did begin. He never will end. Everything that has a beginning has an end. But it's those things that never did begin that don't end. That's the reason no matter how much achievement we make in this world towards building our crops, our denominations, our buildings, our structures, they all begin and they all end. And we had a beginning and an end. But when we receive Christ, we receive God. God is eternal and we become eternal with God to eternal life, which never did begin or never will end. Don't you let that depart from you. Keep it in your minds and hearts fresh as long as you live. Every man-made achievement must fall. But it's in him to do that. To do so. Adam, his father, proved it. He just wouldn't just go ahead and do God's will. Do what God said. And when he found out he was wrong, then he tried to make his own way. He tried to leave a memorial. I was the one who started the Adam religion. Oh, it's still here. Certainly it is. It's still here. We still got it. Man-made theories without an atonement. Oh, they claim the atonement. But the atonement cleanses from sin. And sin is unbelief. And when a man is an unbeliever in the Word of God, saying that Jesus Christ is not the same in the same power, he is an unbeliever. He might belong to the greatest denomination, have a P-H-L-L-D. He might be a professor, bishop, or whatever he might be. He's still an unbelieving sinner. Jesus said to that man-made system in his days, that's holy, you couldn't touch him. Reverend man, holy and without blame. He said, you are of your father, the devil. Because they did not believe him. He was the Word of God, made flesh living here on earth among us. Hallelujah. God's Word. Oh, it's all become history now. God remains. But in all of it, as the farking lightning in a stormy night flashes forth, it shows there can be light and darkness. It proves that no matter how dark it gets, there still can be light. So man wanting to make signs and to have signs, God said one day, I'm going to give him an eternal super sign. I'm going to give him a sign. And it'll be a super sign. An everlasting sign. It'll never change. It'll remain the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'll give them a sign. They won't receive it, but...
but yet God gives it. No matter how much you didn't receive it, it was there just the same. No matter how much you don't receive it today and want man-made achievement, God's sign still remains the same. A super sign. Not a polished-up thing of the world with a lot of education and man-made achievement. No, not that. Not things of the world or anything tacked to the world. He said, I'm not of this world. Well, what will it be? It will be God made flesh among us. God made flesh among us. That'll be the super sign. God in flesh ought to be striking to the world. Jehovah, God becoming one of us, changed his cast from the great immortal Jehovah to become a little infant baby. He could have come with a whole heaven salute if he wanted to. Every angel, every archangel of the heavens would have stood at attention and the trumpets would have sounded that would have shocked the earth if he'd have chose to come that way. He could have come with shine pump, but he didn't. He brought a super sign. He could have come with trumpets of blowing the earth and shaking, coming down the golden corridors out of heaven with an angel escort, flying cherubims with wings over their face and over their feet, screaming over him, Holy, holy, holy art thou, Lord God, which was, which is. He could have come that way if he wanted to. God could have come that way, but he said, I'm going to give him a super sign. I'm going to show that their man-made stuff is foolish. All their polished glitter is nothing to it. I'm going to give him a super sign. Or he could have come as an angel. Certainly, he could have come as a great shining angel floating through the air. Everybody would have believed it then. But he gave a super sign. So that about one-tenth of them would believe it. See what man calls great, God calls foolish. And what man calls foolish, God calls great. Now, we cannot dispute Isaiah's word here when God said to Isaiah, I will give them an everlasting sign. Everlasting. A virgin shall conceive and shall bear a son and call his name Emmanuel. I will be in him. God with us. A super sign. Not a polished scholar, but a super sign. There's no record of him ever going to any seminary. No record of him ever uh, learning any man-made theology, but that at the age of 12, he was standing with the sages, disputing with them. And they couldn't withstand his word. Amen. There's your super sign. Stand with the word. They say the days of miracles just passed and all these things. Let them prove it. I'll give you an everlasting sign, the super sign. Oh, yes. Ah, he could have come an angel. He could have come whatever he wished to. But he chose to come as Abraham's seed. Amen. Abraham's super seed. That's right. The way he chose to come. To show... In this last days, God super signs. 
A super race. Oh, yes. Not what you call a super race, but what God calls super race. Because they got what? Supernatural power with supernatural signs. Through a supernatural belief in a supernatural word from a supernatural God. Amen. You talk about super. Supernatural God in a supernatural uh, body in a natural people given supernatural signs. Hallelujah. Yes. A super race. They that know their God shall do exploits, great exploits, to show supernatural signs of people. Abraham's seed, a sign of the supernatural Christ, risen from the dead supernaturally. And after 2,000 years, the critics have tried to put him to death down there, is trying to do the same thing today, but the same signs, the same supernatural sign, still shows among supernatural people, which is the seed of Abraham. Amen. I feel good. Supernatural. Supernatural. You don't believe in supernatural, how can you believe in God? Supernatural born. By supernatural birth. By supernatural power. Talk about super. What is it, man? He wants super. So what's he do with this super? Going to death with it. What God knows that in the beginning to give his people a super. A super that's humble and low to take them to life. Not to death. Oh. Hallelujah. Amen. Supernatural. Now remember, there was a natural seed of Abraham and a supernatural seed of Abraham. Now the natural seed of Abraham, according to Genesis 22, 16 and 17, he said, Thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemy. When he offered up Isaac. In Genesis 22, 16 and 17. He said, Thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemy. You get it? Now the natural seed of Abraham was Isaac. So through the seed of Isaac, we find out that they did possess the gates of their enemy. One time they had three of them down in Babylon. And that great big city there that was built super city. But they had a supernatural and they threw them into a super fire, hit seven times harder than it ever was hit. And there was a supernatural sign of a supernatural God standing in the fire, supernaturally saving them. Amen. 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 What did they do? They possessed the gates of the furnace, their enemy. There was another down there named Daniel. Abraham's seed. What happened to it? He stayed true to God. He noted he was the seed of Abraham. He noted he was doing right. They thought him into the lion's den. And a supernatural light. I am afraid of light, you know. So a supernatural light, a supernatural angel, came down by a man that believed in supernatural and supernatural delivered him. And he stayed all night in the lion's den and was supernaturally brought out the next morning because he believed and trusted in a supernatural God. And he possessed the gate of the lion's den. Yeah. 
There was one named Moses who believed in a supernatural God, had met him and talked to him in a supernatural way. At a supernatural bush, at a supernatural fire on a bush. And he got a supernatural message. A one man going down a one man invasion to take over Egypt. A supernatural message, but it was from a supernatural God. So he went down there and done a supernatural thing. Because he brought supernatural signs. Hallelujah. Upon a natural people. And they delivered Israel supernatural. When anything natural got in its way of path, he come to the gate of the Red Sea. But he believed in the supernatural God. And he kept moving towards the sea and the supernatural power of the supernatural God made a supernatural action and delivered him. denomination by a supernatural sign by a supernatural man that had a supernatural ministry remember you don't change glory if that happened in the natural seat what about the supernatural seat yes many things we had time to go into what he done in the natural seat how they did that through Isaac's seed the Isaac being the seed, Father Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. How that Elijah, many other great prophets, the natural, the great supernatural signs they done. But all those great heroes died. There's one thing that they had to do was die because they were the natural seed. Oh, bless God! But one day there come on the supernatural seed which is born by a supernatural birth. The same faith, born not by the natural birth, but by the supernatural birth, by the supernatural faith which Abraham had. Not according to the sexual desire of Abraham and what God did to him that way, but through a supernatural faith that he had. And faith is supernatural. It does supernatural things. And through Abraham's faith, as he was here, hundreds of years later come the supernatural seed that he believed in. And when this supernatural seed come on earth, he'd done the supernatural sign of a supernatural prophet. He was greater than a prophet. He was a God prophet. To give a natural people a supernatural birth. What did he do? He went before us. He died, but they couldn't hold him. Abraham's grave's still there. Isaac's grave's still there. But there's an empty tomb on the supernatural seed. That done a supernatural work. That had a supernatural resurrection. What did he do to it? He conquered death, hell, and a grave and possessed its gates. Rose on the third day in a supernatural resurrection. I have the keys of death and hell. Amen. I was he who was once dead and now I'm alive forevermore. And because I live, the seed of Abraham shall live also. There you are. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. And the works that I do shall you also. Remember, Isaiah said, It shall be an everlasting sign. 
He arose. Some of you people don't know about it. You think he's a historical God worshiping something way back in a long time ago. But that same God raised from the dead as a supernatural sign. And after 2,000 years is still living. Still right here now. And can work miracles like he did when he was here on earth through a supernatural people that's been born of a supernatural spirit with the supernatural faith that Abraham had in the same thing. Amen. A sign truly to the world in the last days that he's still alive. Abraham's supernatural seed. A supernatural people. Not called by denomination. Not say, are you a Christian? I'm Methodist. Are you Christian? I'm, I'm Catholic. That shows you're not Christian. Amen. If you're a Christian, you're born again. Yeah. If you're born again Methodist, then you are a Christian, not a Methodist. Yeah. You are a Christian. And the word Christian means to be like Christ. Yeah. And if you're like Christ, His Spirit is in you in these signs of the supernatural resurrection. He's with you. Supernatural sign. Supernatural power. Alive. His seeding Isaac was natural. That's the first seed. His second seed was faith. The faith that Abraham had in God that brought the natural seed. The faith that Abraham had in God changed his body when he was an old man and brought the natural seed. And that same faith brought Christ to the earth because it was a promise of God that God had made and he would send it to the world. And the same faith in that same promise is the everlasting sign that brings him amongst his people and makes him raised from the dead the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Amen. The natural seed is the organization. Certainly. The supernatural seed is a sign. Yeah, you can organize it. That's right. You can organize. You can't organize God. You can organize a group of people. You can't organize God because He is a sign. I ask you to present it. I'll give you a supernatural sign, an everlasting sign. When He comes on earth, what He is, then He'll forever be that. All right. All right. I just forgot about it. I didn't know it was perspiring. Just this dew drops, I'm slobbering a lot. But I tell you, I'm so close to Canaan, I'm eating new grapes, so it'll make you slobbering. Amen. A supernatural God rose up Jesus supernaturally and has presented him alive to the earth that in Abraham's seed in the last days would show the same sign that the supernatural seed said, Abraham's super seed today will believe like Father Abraham did, because the super seed said so, when he was standing there and said, As it was in the days of Lot, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. That angel, God made flesh among them, stood with his back turned to the tent and told Sarah what she was thinking about, told Abraham what Sarah was thinking about and doing in the tent. Jesus said it'll be that kind of a sign in the last days because he showed the supernatural sign of the Messiah to the Jews and to the Samaritans after they had had thousands of years of teaching, but the Gentiles did not get it. Now, it's what kind of a sign? A theological sign? No, sir. A supernatural sign. What is it? A Messiah in human flesh. Glory. A super sign. The Holy Ghost. Amen. 
the Holy Ghost, the resurrected Messiah, living in a people, a seed of Abraham, that believes that he is. And the same supernatural seed will believe like their father Abraham did. If they are the same seed, they'll believe the same sign. The organizations won't believe it. They'll call it mental telepathy. They'll call it the devil. But the supernatural seed of Abraham that's born of the supernatural power of God believes the same supernatural sign because the same supernatural word said so. Amen. The everlasting sign. Oh, how powerful, how great, how glorious is our God. Supernatural. Nothing natural about it. No organizations tied into it. No man-made creeds. It's God made flesh amongst His people with a supernatural believing. Amen. You believe it? Let's bow our heads in. Oh, God, the supernatural being. Time is slipping from me. Time slipping from us all, Lord. We realize this a year ago. What's happened in the last year? It's moving on, fleeting on. We see the earth dying. We see man dying. We see buildings crumbling, nations falling, organizations failing. Oh, we're so glad to know that among us is a supernatural one who's making himself known to a people who believes in supernatural. God said he'd give us a super sign and it'd be an eternal sign. Then, Lord God, you prove yourself to be the eternal God. You have done it. You will do it. And here we are in the last days. And it has not been like that since Jesus was here. That generation received the sign, the supernatural sign, and disbelieved it and went off into chaos. And here it is. After all the theologians has built their big towers of Babylon, we find out that they see no supernatural sign. And now in this last hour, you've come down with a supernatural sign among your people to call a supernatural seed of Abraham and take a people out of the Gentiles for your name's sake. You said you would do it. Here you are. Our scriptures tell us that Jesus Christ is the same, same sign. Yesterday, Jesus said, the same signs that I do shall you do also. I pray, God, that they'll see it and believe and believe on Jesus Christ as their Savior. words of man's wisdom, but demonstration of the Spirit and of the mighty power of thy God. Yes, let us believe. Yes, let us receive. Yes, let us heal thyself. Behold, the Lord thy God shall work in thy midst in a way as thou hast never seen. Yes, let us deliver thyself unto the Lord thy God. He shall cleanse thee and purify thee. Yea, he Hallelujah. shall cleanse thee and make thee fit. And thou shalt come forth. Yes, thou hast been purified. Amen. Amen. Fire. 
Lord, thy God is in thy midst. Yea, and if thou dost yield unto him, he shall deliver thy soul and shall make yes, up thee Lord. as a great army that moveth forth. Yea, and the face of the enemy, and thou shalt come forth victorious. Yea, but I say unto thee, whatsoever thou doest, do it quickly. Amen. Thanks be to God. Is there some here now that doesn't know God after that message which stand to their feet and say, I want to accept him as my personal Savior? It's up to you now. You're the one that makes the decision right now. Do it quickly. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Someone else. God bless the three of you. Someone else. Stand to your feet and say, I'll accept him as my Savior. I believe with all my heart the Word of God is made flesh among the people today. God bless you, sir. Someone else, raise your hand or your say, remember me. I'll, God bless you, lady. Someone else, just raise up. We have no room for an altar call to bring the people up. We just want you to raise up and testify like this. Raising up as you raise up, say, I believe Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I accept him as my Savior. Testify me before man. I'll testify you before my Father and the holy angels. But there have to be some more before closing, before we change the service. All right. God bless. God bless them. Yes. The one raising their hand. God bless you, sir. God be with you, my brother. God bless you, sir. Standing up there with the red shirt on. God be with you. Yes, and you too. Everywhere you are, God bless you is my prayer. Oh, only believe. All things are possible. Only believe. All right. I heart, ye between two opinions. Yea, it is not the voice of the word of God that calleth thee, but it is the Lord. Yea, the Lord, the Spirit of the living God, which is tugging at thy heart. Yea, thou knowest without a shadow of doubt. Yea, it is the Lord thy God that calleth thee. Yea, the Lord thy God shall not always strive with man. But I say unto thee, whatsoever thou doest, I say unto thee, do it quickly. What is the Lord thy God who calleth? Yea, this is a visitation, a visitation of the Lord thy God in this city. Yea, if thou shalt rebel, yea, the Lord shall withdraw his hand. Mm, mm, mm. How can you resist it? people. How could you do it? What's going to happen if you're here without God and know that you're wrong? Why don't you stand to your feet? You're a spirit screaming like that across a word of God like that. Some of you Christians standing by the side of that man that's standing up there. Would you just uh, talk to him and pray with him there? The place is all filled up here for the altar call. And those who raised up some Christian around him who knows him, just talk to them now about their soul. Tell them that Jesus forgives them. God forgives you, my brother. You standing there on your feet. Certainly, if you stand Stand up. You believe him as your savior? You want him? You believe that he saves you? Then you are saved, my brother. You're one of us now. Go right on in the kingdom of God. Yes, sir. If you can believe with all your heart. Will there be others that would stand and say, just by standing up, saying, I accept him. I believe him. I believe the message is true. God bless you back there. The Lord forgive all, all of you along there. Each one, you around the Christians, tell them what God means to them. Down through this aisle, is there any down through here would raise up? Say, I will accept him myself right here. 
any down in this aisle, God bless you back in there and all up and down this way. God bless you, sir. You Christians close to them, reach over and get their hand and say, God bless you. Over in the left aisle, over there, way over to anybody in there would raise up and say, I will accept him now as my Savior. How can you turn it down, brother, when your word and spirit and power and sign? The world wants something. Miracle wants something super. Here it is. Supernatural. Superpower. All right. I was going to ask my minister brothers to come with me today to pray for the sick, that the people might understand clearly that Christ heals the sick and that all the things by... For the mighty power of thy God. Yea, as the Lord thy God dealeth with thee, thou shalt move. Yea, the Lord thy God inviteth thee. Yea, he calleth upon thee. If thou wilt present thy sinful life, he shall purify thee. If thou shalt present thy broken body, he shall make thee whole. This is the day of the Lord. This is the visitation of the Spirit of the living God unto his people. Yes, thou hast moved, thou shalt receive. Hold thou not back. But behold, the Spirit of God inviteth thee. Thou shalt respond. Yes, thou shalt move, thou shalt accept. Thou shalt receive that which is offered unto thee. Amen. Dost thou not see? Yea, dost thou not behold the outstretched hands of thy God? Yea, if he inviteth thee unto himself, reject him not. Yea, for the Lord thy God, yea, it is the Lord thy God who inviteth thee unto himself. He would bless thy soul, he would purify thee, he would make thee whole. Yea, I say unto thee, hold thou not back, but present thyself unto the Lord, if thou would have cleansing, and if thou would have purifying of heart, he shall renew thee, and thou shalt go forth as wings of an eagle. Oh, hallelujah. That means that Chicago, you might be receiving something, you see, and it might be your last time. 
So if there's any doubt, the Spirit's broke there even four times, see? But now you, you should give yourself to Christ. Is there someone here who has not done it? Raise to, or just raise up your hand and say, Remember me, O Lord, remember me. God bless you. Let, God bless you, young man. God bless you. All right, God bless you, young man. There's two young men. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, lady. God bless that little lady, too. Yes, that is fine. He sees you and knows you. He knows all about you. The same God that raised up Jesus from the dead is here now. Do you believe it? Yea, behold, the Spirit of God that raiseth up Christ up from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body. If, if so be the Spirit dwelleth within thee, yea, thou shalt not lean upon thine own understanding, but thou must be filled with the Spirit of the living God. Doth not the word declare, he who is led by the Spirit of God? They are the sons of God. Yea, the whole world waiteth and groaneth uh, for the manifestations of the sons of God. Yea, as thou dost become unto the Lord thy God and present thyself unto him, he shall purify thy soul. Yea, and he shall call thee thy son. Yea, and he shall send thee forth, and thou shalt be as anointed one. Yea, behold, the Lord thy God, as he hath ministered unto his people, even this day, yea, even this last day, yea, even this last chance of this great meeting, uh, yea, thou shalt never be ministered to again in such a fashion. For the Lord thy God hath called thee together for one purpose. Yea, he hath ordained thee that thou shalt hear, yea, and as thou shalt see the mighty moving of thy God, yea, and he is the promising unto thee, Yea, the word, yea, doth not the word say, the word was made flesh and dwelleth among us. But behold, the Spirit saith, yea, the Spirit saith, uh, the flesh was made word, yea, yea, and dwell among us.
God bless you. Just be real reverent. Sit real quiet just a minute. That's the Holy Spirit now. We've seen signs, signs of his presence. Now watch and see if he doesn't show a super sign. I was going to call the ministers down here to pray for the sick, but the Holy Spirit, when I heard him speaking through the people, something's come down. I don't have a gift of speaking in tongues or interpreting. It's another gift. And I thought, Lord, what's according to those people? He said, that's the sign. Now here comes the super sign. I'll give unto you in these last days a super sign. A super sign. Pray. Believe God. All of you. Just believe that God will heal you. You see, if he's still the high priest that can be touched by the feeling of our infirmities. So easy now. Raise up your heads and look this away. Believe me to be his servant. You'll see whether it's right or wrong. <laughs> pray. Just pray for yourself. Somebody say, Lord Jesus, let me touch your garment. They tell me you're a high priest. That can be touched by the feeling of our infirmities. A woman one time touched your garment, and you turn and told her about her blood issue and said her faith had saved her. Let me touch you, Lord. See if it's right. Just believe. There's a little woman sitting right here. Greenish looking dress on. Colored woman. Yes. You're praying for something. Little thin woman. Have you got a prayer card? You don't have a prayer card. I just won't know where you've been in the line or not. You don't have a prayer card. You believe me to be his prophet. If God will tell me what's your trouble, will you believe me? You're not praying for yourself. You're praying for your mother. She's not here. She's in the state of Tennessee. That's right. You want me to tell you what she's suffering with? Will you believe with all your heart then? She's got a growth in her stomach. That's dust, saith the Lord God. I've never seen a woman in my life. Is that right, lady? Are we perfectly strangers? Just a woman just come in and sit down there. That's the truth. Is it all truth? Behold, I will give you an everlasting sign. Hallelujah. Jesus is raised from the dead. She touched something. There sits a woman sitting right back there. She's suffering with the... She's got a, a back trouble and a kidney trouble. The colored lady sitting right back there on the left-hand side, back over here. She's looking at me. She's seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Mrs. Frayne... Receive your healing and the Holy Ghost. See if that's right. I don't know the woman, never seen her in my life. If that's right, lady, wave your hand back and forth. But if that's the things you're seeking after and what's all about, if all was truth, just wave, just keep waving your hands. All right, go and you can have what you ask for because you touched the super sign. You believe with all your heart? 
There's another woman sitting behind her right back there. And this woman, she's seeking for a great thing too, but it's a baby. Mrs. Carey, if you'll believe with all your heart, you can receive your child. I send it to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't know the woman. She's a total stranger to me. But if that's right, ladies, stand up. If everything is right and everything was said is right, all right, God bless you. If we're strangers, wave your hands like this. All right. All right. You shall receive a super sign. Amen. See, he's still God. Amen. You believe with all your heart? Just have faith. Your sets a colored girl sitting right here on the end of the road. She's suffering with heart trouble. I don't know you, lady. You're not from here. You're from Zion, Illinois. Your name is Mrs. Fitzgerald. That's right. That's true. Rise up to your feet. Accept your healing. Claim your faith in the living God. God bless you. Go believe. That colored lady that helped her up there. Also suffering. You got TB of the spine. And your name is Miss Davis. And you're from Zion. That lady helped her up as a sister to this other girl. Your name is Fitzgerald too and you're from Zion. That's right. It's true. And you got throat trouble. But you're healed. Jesus Christ makes you whole. You believe with all your heart? How about somebody out in this way? Mrs. Smith, with low blood pressure, you believe Jesus Christ makes you well? If you believe it, Mrs. Smith, stand up on your feet, accept it, and believe it with all your heart, you shall be made well. The low blood pressure leaves you. I don't know the woman, never seen her in my life. But that is true. You believe? Yes. Have faith in God. Don't doubt. Somebody touched my side, which I guess it was my son that thinks they got about enough of it. Just believe with all your heart. Miss Bailey, don't doubt. But believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you shall be healed. Go on back to Gary and tell him how great God is. <laughs> you believe? Behold, I'll give you a super sign. God manifested in flesh. Can't you see it, Chicago? After all these years that I've been here with you.
cards, raise up your hand. Hold up your prayer card in your hand. You believe me to be as serious? You believe it? It's not me. I'm, I'm, I'm your brother. You believe it? You believe that God's confirmed his word? That we have the sign of speaking in tongues and interpretation and the super sign of his resurrection? If you believe it, I will in the name of Jesus Christ pronounce every one of you well. If you believe it, it'll drop your card. 